Satnam and welcome, welcome, welcome. Some people might say that holistic health is based on some kind of folklore or, traject, or really rejects any type of like traditional medicine. And anyone can be a holistic practitioner. These are some of the biggest misconceptions I hear when I introduce the concept of holistic healing to a lot of women that come and speak to me about their needs. But when we hear holistic healing, we really get confused because it has become a buzzword, especially in today's society. And if you really look at the root of where it comes from and what it can do for you in your life, we can actually start to bring some approaches to our own mental, physical, and spiritual health. And today, I want to talk a little bit more about debunking some of the myths of holistic healing, what it is, and why we cannot bypass spiritual healing on the path. Welcome, welcome, Satnam. Happy, happy Monday to all of you. Welcome, welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement podcast, where we believe all women can holistically self-heal their body, mind, and spirit with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and Spiritual Psychotherapy. Also, we can break intergenerational karma and we can reclaim our sovereignty in all areas of our life welcome welcome sadnan sadnan welcome and happy moon day i am totally still kind of grounding myself from a very beautiful trip i was actually in colorado last week and we were in colorado for a couple of reasons first spring break which is kind of weird because it happened like really early on in the uh, a month. Typically, we are usually going to on spring break, like the second week of the, of March or the third week of March. So I came to us very, very early. So we always like to take advantage of that. But the other thing is that we were celebrating and getting ready to celebrate actually our son's birthday. And I'm just over here sharing the video as well. The uh, to my friends so they could join us as well over here on Facebook. But anyhow, <clears throat> uh, we went to this very beautiful place that. You know, eventually I can see myself definitely calling home and it is definitely the most favorite place for me energetically in the entire United States. And what I'm referring to is actually beautiful Colorado and specific areas in Colorado because uh, we were very auspiciously led a long time ago. I think I would say now seven years. It's been about seven years to this really small town that is in Colorado that has no more than 200 people of population. It sits overlooking the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. And what's interesting is that all of the spiritual traditions are actually represented there. So you have Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, uh, Christianity Catholicism, all of them, there are shrines, there's temples, and they all coexist in this very beautiful uh, Shambhala. That's what I really would call it. Shambhala is this spiritual frequency of high level beings that you can only access through the heart that many people have actually been looking for these physical places throughout the world. And it's a very um, mystical, very silent. That's a great way to actually describe Crestone because that's what the little city is called. Very silent, auspicious, highly metaphysical land on earth. And the thing is about this particular area 
is that it's actually first and foremost it's guarded by a saint and people that are called to go there if you go there and you're not you don't come with like humble open heart type of intentions and if you're also not willing to transform or evolve then the energy is too heavy for you and you can't actually stay there like you there's people that get sick and they have to leave and the reason that is is because for hundreds of years tribes from throughout the world it wasn't just like around this area of Colorado but tribes from the world would come to this location of the earth and they would come for healing there's instantaneous healing because underneath the land there's actually crystals that give off this incredible energy that then also comes off into the water that's very very healing but also very like I said the it's like a vortex of energy where you the, your relationship to time changes completely and you have to learn to like surrender and it's it allows you to transform and evolve and and one of the most beautiful aspects about it is that it hosts or or it actually has one of the few stupas that uh, exist in the world there's only like three of them not in the world in the united states there's only three in the united states and these are beautiful there's a few pictures that i posted inside of my stories and you'll see it also in my newsfeed but these are incredible um, access points where especially when you travel around it when you walk around it three times it just catapults your consciousness and it catapults you into just states of awareness that you wouldn't have been able to access like in places like the city or in places like where the energy is not silent and where you don't have that deeper connection to the divine. So I've experienced a lot of miracles there in Creston, Colorado. So we were so blessed to eventually, uh, during one of the worst times in, in our life, uh, miraculously, we were able to <clears throat> acquire land there and purchase land there. So we have three acres that we've been now thinking about what we need to do to truly be sovereign because sovereign women to me is sovereignty and reclaiming our sovereignty in all areas of our life, body, mind, and spirit, which is what we're going to talk about today, holistic healing and what that really looks like, but also sovereignty as it relates to how we relate to this world and how we relate to mother earth, because that's a big part of the spiritual awakening that is happening she's calling us all back as her children because she's a sentient being and asking us to really look at how we are not conscious or mindful in the way that we live and so one of the things my husband and my sons I'm so I'm really just grateful because there I was more of the city girl like I I always saw myself like living in New York as I was growing up being a fashion designer and just really being a city girl, but my husband has always been a very nature-driven type of person. And my kids, of course, both of my sons, they, because of that, they're very balanced and that it's not like they reject the city. It's not like we, I reject the city now or my husband does, but we understand the healing capabilities of mother nature. And we eventually want to be able to live in, in a place where we're surrounded by nature full time. And so because of their passion for that, they've been really studying and looking at different types of building and construction. And one of the 
architects or architecture types that they're studying is the construction of earthships. And earthships are basically self-sustainable. You don't, you are completely off the grid. You don't need to depend for water or electricity on any system or government. And they're actually made out of things that most people would think they would throw away, like tires and bottles and all of these different things that usually clog up the ocean or clog up Mother Earth in one way or another are used to create these incredible, beautiful houses. And a lot of people think, well, they, they're going to look ugly or they're going to be like crap. And that's not the truth. The truth is, is there's actually a beautiful even neighborhood already in, in Taos, New Mexico, where uh, the creator of these search ships, which has been around since the 1970s, uh, has developed many beautiful architect architecture types using earthships. The reason you don't hear a lot about them is because they require specific climate. And also it mainstream media, it doesn't support us not being sovereign. They want us to stay, they want us to stay attached or dependent upon government utilities or state utilities or city utilities, water. And to be truly sovereign, we have the, the knowledge and the wisdom now to grow our own foods, to really look at uh, where we can either have a second home or completely move out of the city to connect more with nature or to create, if you're in a high city place, to create that nature, even in your apartment, within your home, inside with lots of plants, things that are going to basically help you on your healing journey because it is a big part of the holistic healing journey. So this very magical place in Carson is very dear and near to our heart. And eventually what we see there is a, a healing centers and a healing center to be able to, again, be able to bring people for workshops and retreats where they're able to use the tools of holistic healing to upgrade their systems, to really uh, regenerate, recalibrate, and to allow their soul to evolve because we're not broken. And the healing journey is, is not about fixing. In fact, the healing journey is about acceptance and learning how to uh, work with the body, mind, and spirit to get us there. So every time I go to Creston, Colorado, it, it really just changes my life. And I get so many downloads and I use a lot of the time to rest and disconnect completely from I was posting what I would do is I would post like late in the evening or uh, kind of just as much as possible to just be present and to enjoy nature it was snowing and I we don't get snow here in Arizona or where I'm at in Arizona anyways and so it just felt like it was just a time to recalibrate and it's really important to do that right now because of the spring equinox which Wednesday we'll talk a little bit more about that and what you can do to prepare the body and the mind and the spirit for that rebirth and it was just so clear about, you know, the things that I'm working on and the downloads. It was almost like the sense of excitement where I couldn't wait for Monday. I couldn't wait for all of these things that just needed to happen and a complete organization of the mind and my day. So it's been really, really nice to come back to feeling like there's so much clarity and, and true vision and my path. And, and one of the things that kept popping up was really the misconceptions that come up. <clears throat> because as I look at the work that I do, uh, truly what it is, is holistic healing. Basically, I help you and I teach you how to self-heal holistically, body, mind, and spirit. And I do that with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga, 
therapy and spiritual psychotherapy, specifically A Course in Miracles. And this method was downloaded to me as a method that I used myself, right, to heal from many ancestral karmic patterns, many intergenerational traumas, like addictions to alcohol, like relationship issues, not only with my mom, my own mother, but like even with my husband and, and releasing guilt, even as a mother. So there were a lot of different factors and things that I had to do to also bring this healing home. And as I connected more and more with myself, I connected more with the divinity within this method was developed and it was created. And one of the things that became really, really clear was that that's exactly what my purpose was to help women holistically heal body, mind, and spirit. And when we think about holistic healing, the biggest misconceptions are like it's woo-woo stuff. It's, it's kind of folklore. Or like I said in the beginning, like it, we're completely against some kind of traditional medicine. The truth is, is that it, there's a lot of things that are in opposition to those three statements. And first, you must understand that holistic healing is actually, or holistic health, holistic medicine is actually not something new. It's been around for like a long time. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's an approach basically of looking at the person as a whole. So looking at the person as a whole, meaning body, mind, and spirit which when we think about traditional Western medicine, we look at symptoms and we don't look at the root or the cause of the symptoms. We treat symptoms, but we don't look at how the body, the mind and the spirit are actually intertwined and you can't skip one to heal the other one without the healing not coming fully circle home. So you gotta like take care of all three otherwise you're just not you're bypassing and you're putting a band-aid on something right and so holistic medicine is not new and it's actually just in the united states it's a 37 billion dollar a year uh, industry so this is not like something new the national health interview actually shows that nearly 40 percent of american adults and 12 percent of children have used some kind of alternative medicine. Because a lot of people, when they think about holistic healing, they think about alternative medicine. Healthcare providers and associations have also taken note in this. And this is a long time ago. In 2011, they found that 42% of responding hospitals offer one or more complementary or alternative medicine therapies. That was in 2011. 42% of hospitals were already referring people to some type of holistic practitioner. And even for myself, like I have gotten referrals from clinical psychotherapists for from their clients to come work with me. So that has now increased tremendously since 2011. And even in companies like corporate America, back in like early 2012, we had 12% of Fortune 500 companies already offering some kind of alternative medicine, holistic approach to their employees. And that was expected to increase to like 18% within a couple of years, which means corporate America and now we're in 2022 has already jumped up on something like approaches to offering meditation or yoga, anything that will impact, of course, some type of healing as a represented by the mind and body and spirit and the connection. So it's a big industry and it's been around for a long time. 
yet we still have the same kind of misconceptions that prevent us from actually integrating it within us. And this is where we have an opportunity, especially now, to not only understand it, but to really uh, integrate it in a way that is for the householder, somebody who has a busy schedule, who has a, who's an entrepreneur, who's running several companies, who's a stay-at-home mom, or and also something that is sustainable, that's going to give us results, that's going to give us not only preventable measures so that we don't get ill, but so that we can heal and so that we can use the healing capabilities that are within to actually do that. And if you think about a holistic approach, one of the things that I was actually uh, looking at, there was this really uh, cool grid that was shared by this woman who actually took her own holistic approach to healing. She actually was sharing on, on this YouTube ver uh, video. Her name is uh, Melissa Wynn. She's on YouTube, you all can find her. Uh, she was suffering a lot from um, bipolar disorder and different things mentally. And she shared kind of like the approach and the grid that is taken when you think about like healing holistically. And one of those or the, the most important categories are good brain diet. And it just doesn't mean the foods you consume, but the oxygen that you're actually giving your uh, brain through meditation. The other thing was exercise. And we're talking about physical exercise, but more importantly, we're talking about exercise on your spine because your your brain your pineal gland which is the activation point for a lot of the ways the brain functions becomes more and more calcified the less you actually give your spine exercise and you are only as young as you are flexible in the spine so a lot of the times the exercises that we also are missing out on are on ways that we can move and self-regulate energy through the spine. Because if we're not doing that, we're not aging beautifully. That's why yogis age so beautifully. And we're also not allowing the spinal fluid to shower the glands and to shower the brain so that we feel whole and complete. So it's very important that we, of course, integrate physical movement in the body, but exercise doesn't just mean physical movement. And especially in the SWC method that I created, it also means chanting, breath, and it means specific sound frequencies that you're chanting so that you're able to give these massages to the spine so that you're decalcifying the pineal gland and you're allowing yourself to feel more whole and complete. The other thing is, an uh, uh, a place or a system for you to have stress management tools. And like I said, one of those important ways to do that is through meditation because we release the addiction to cortisol and uh, adrenaline that stress produces that we become addicted to because our bodies physically like need it, especially if we work in very high stress environments or high, or we've grown up in high stress uh, homes. Doesn't stress is not bad it's, it's if you stay in it for long periods of time and if you don't know how to manage it and you don't know how to process it the other thing that that leads to which is a very important part of your holistic healing journey is sleep management if you have high levels of stress high level of cortisol and adrenaline then that's going to impact your sleep where either you're not going to be getting enough sleep or you're going to be getting too much or even if you're getting 
eight hours, the eight hours are basically not of a high REM of a opportunity where you're actually, actually resting, where your mind is not still working very frivolously as you are thinking that you're asleep. And there's even technology now where you can measure all of this stuff, which is really, really important. The other thing as it relates to holistic healing is actually creativity and novelty and learning something new. Because when you keep the mind engaged in that, you know, like the saying goes, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's why a lot of people, when they retire, you know, they, they age faster if they're not learning something new. So a part of your holistic healing journey is integrating new tools, integrating new awareness, integrating novelty in your life so that you can continue to be curious and allow the soul to evolve. And then the last part is very important that is not considered in, I would say, traditional Western medicine approach, which is spiritual connection. And that's so important because intimacy and spiritual intimacy can be associated religiously if you have a specific religion or a deity that you're highly connected to, like Buddha or Christ, Jesus Christ, that's okay. Or if you also are highly intimate with yourself and you are intimate with the divinity that lies within you, or highest consciousness mean when you, means when you're in, in a state of gratitude and a state of love. And it is now proven by science that in order to heal, we can't bypass uh, what we've been educated to be as a society, which is completely spiritually disconnected, that we have to stop searching for the answers outside of ourselves, but we got to look within. And most of us are really afraid to sit in meditation. It's not that we're, we don't have time or we're lazy or undisciplined. It's just that what comes up is not a lot of, and not very many times pleasant. And we don't like to face those things. Yet when we learn, especially specific techniques and tools like the spiritual psychotherapy that I teach, you bring it to the awareness with the loving, compassionate uh, awareness with you, then you're able to dissolve it and not let it become a karmic cycle in your life. But we can talk about that way deeper in a whole other episode. So all our, the things that I just mentioned, these are all like different factors that are absolutely important as it relates to holistically healing. And that's why I was saying, when you yourself are looking at an approach of healing, if you only look at the symptoms of the physical body, well, first and foremost, that the physical illness, it shows up last as physical illness, but it started somewhere as an emotion. It started somewhere as an unprocessed, blocked subconscious thought pattern. So we have to like really, really address all of that before we can actually get there. And then the other thing is that we have to be really diligent and understanding that we live in a different time and space where these tools are not only for healing, but for your transformation, meaning that you need a different level of energy, agility in the brain, a different level of awareness, of self-awareness and spiritual connection in today's day and age than you needed even 10 years ago. And because of that, this not only becomes healing, transformative medicine, but it actually becomes preventive medicine, where you are integrating these tools so that you're able to continue to allow the evolution of your soul to happen with ease and flow. And you're also able to really align with your destiny, with your life purpose, and basically serve and surrender to that because you have enough energy to actually do it. 
which ultimately means you you know how to process those emotions. And so when I think about my own healing journey, right, it's so interesting you, the way we can look back. And many of you might even be going through a big crossroads in your life, right? Like a big change physically, mentally, spiritually. And I think about how during those dark nights of the soul, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yet as I started to find these tools or these tools found me, I was able to really understand what healing means and what the healing journey is all about, which ultimately is a complete detachment from the false illusion of fear and complete intuitive connection with self and guidance. And beyond listening to that guidance, being obedient to it, saying yes, creating from the unknown, it was because of this that the SWC method was even created. Like we resist our dark nights of the soul. We resist our traumas. We resist our pain. Yet that is like such a window and an opportunity for teaching and for wisdom and for understanding ourselves at a, such a higher level. And when we skip over any part of ourselves, body, mind, or spirit, we just simply will never be able to truly understand ourselves and to be able to truly get to the root cause of why we're not hitting our highest potential. Because ultimately that's what sovereignty is. It's being so connected to self, understanding self, the light and the shadows and being able to have and use these tools for transformation and to be able to then even take these tools to high energy places like Creston, Colorado, to allow you to reach new heights of what you thought was not even possible and to be able to heal serious intergenerational trauma in the lineage is just it's something that's so worth it. And it's something that we can all do. All of us can do. It just takes you finally saying yes to the journey. So because there's so many like misconceptions around what is holistic healing or where do I even start? It sounds complicated. What I did is I actually finally created, like I've been wanting to do this for such a long time. And I will say that I did put a lot of work into it, which is why it did take me some time to actually burst it into the physical but it's here and it's available to all of you. It's an e-guide that I basically created that takes you through the mistakes to avoid on the holistic healing journey, what to do instead. But it also gives you a weekly mental health plan that's guided by each of the cosmos of the day because each day has a big planetary influence that we can use, specific things to do during the day, affirmations from A Course in Miracles to help you come back to yourself, and then a meditation. And this meditation is like my go-to meditation, which you only have to integrate three minutes per day. So if we think about your weekly mental health plan and even your daily mental health plan, we're talking about a guide that will show you how to spend five to 11 minutes based on whatever you choose a day to truly come into alignment with a holistic self, wholeness and healing of the body, the mind and the spirit, but more importantly, also to really start to break these intergenerational traumas and karma that we all carry because it's in our DNA. And it starts with that simple integration of a plan 
that you want to do and you want to start especially today we have a very beautiful time upon us which is the spring equinox and on wednesday when i come back live here i'll be sharing with you the importance of the equinox the rituals that you can do but right now especially because seven days before seven days after is the most potent time when you integrate anything new around this time and you especially associated that with some type of meditation the impact that it has on the body mind spirit is tremendous like setting intentions this week is much more powerful than even setting intentions for new year's because this is also a new astrological year so we start a brand new astrological year this week as well as the spring equinox so anything that you start this week has a higher impact and it is a higher probability that you'll be able to sustain it but that's also why the e-guide will show you very simple method to follow every single day to keep you consistent because you have to learn to be consistent so that you are able to get the highest results we know that in kundalini yoga we have actually uh, scanned brains right and after scanning a brain a uh, meditator after 40 days we know that the brain actually structurally starts to change so the 40-day mark is when you start to really gain the effectiveness of, of rewiring and and lighting up that uh, special uh, neural pathway that lights up when we have that spiritual intimacy with ourselves it really brings the healing to a whole other level so uh, check it out and this guide like I said is completely complimentary it's very full it has my Haas technique which will help you really bring yourself back into the centeredness and overall it's going to let you really allow allow yourself to really get on this um, holistic healing journey and especially if you can do it this week then you're going to have such a beautiful uh, result as it relates to getting to that 40-day mark and getting really big impact results and also of just coming back home to you and and realizing how important it is to have peace that mind because otherwise we're not going to find it anywhere outside of ourselves so check it out in the link in my bio if you're on instagram if you're here on facebook there's also a link below and for those listening to the podcast of course you can go to veronica barragan i am dot com forward slash roadmap veronica barragan i am dot com forward slash roadmap so go check it out and like i said wednesday i'll be back same time noon and i am so committed to now this time slot because it just really is going to help me keep myself in high discipline as well but noon on wednesday we're going to talk a little bit more about the equinox because the equinox is going to be on sunday so a few tips for you all rituals what to do what not to do also why spiritual healing is so important during these next few days as we get closer and closer to the spring equinox so i'll see you all on wednesday thank you thank you thank you g loves plants thank you so much for this reminder so true thank you for being part of today's live and thank you for being part of this community and I hope uh, this message resonated and helped in many other ways. And of course, like always, if it did, please share it with your community. Please share it with all those that are also on this healing, holistic journey, taking and reclaiming our sovereignty in all areas of our life. Satnam and be blessed. See you all.